Welcome to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you will find true, simple, and sustainable tips on your path to whole health, better energy, holistic wellness. I am here to support you on your journey. And today, we're going to talk about you as the consumer. Usually, I tell you that you are the CEO of your own health, and you are. And this is going to be a little bit related to that, but let's change the wording and talk about you as a consumer. So let's take makeup. Now, I don't really wear makeup, but that's okay. You might. And no matter what, you're going to understand this analogy. Let's say that you walk into your favorite store where you usually get makeup. Now, you might like the high-end makeup, you might like the, you know, dollar section makeup, but you walk in and you have it all in front of you. You get to look at it, you get to analyze the colors, you get to figure out what kind of, like, foundation you want. Do you want the matte one? Do you want the shiny one? Do you want the liquid one? Do you want the powder one? There's so many choices. You evaluate it all, you pick it up off the shelf, you put it in your basket, and you go check out. Then you go home and you put it on. That's how it works, right? And if one of them, you get it home and it's defective. Let's say you open it up and it's moldy or it's expired. You're going to go back to the store and you're going to make it right, right? That's how we work as a consumer. Now let's put that into the world of healthcare. You go to your favorite store to get makeup, but they say, no, wait. First of all, you, you don't know enough to look at that makeup. We need to pair you with a stylist. And then the stylist is the one to say, mm, you need solid. You can't have liquid. Uh, you, your skin, your personality, your budget, you need a solid makeup, not liquid. And then the stylist says, you need this specific color. And you're like, well, wait, but it's springtime and I know I'm going to get a tan so I know that actually I need a shade darker. Nope, your stylist knows. So they decide what you're going to get. And then they look at your budget and they decide, or maybe even the store will talk to the stylist and the store will say, oh, okay, so this is the color. This is the formula that you picked out, but I know her budget and she needs the high end. Or she can't have the high end. She needs the low end. Oh, she budgeted for the high end? Nope, I don't care. She needs the low end. I don't care how much she is willing to spend on this. She is going to get exactly what we say. And then you finally check out and you pay the stylist, not the store. Well, that would be weird. And then you get home and the makeup is defective. Well, then what are you going to do? Like... The person you paid was not the person who gave you the actual end goods. So how do you make that right? Isn't that totally screwed up? You would never put up with that crazy system for most things that you are a consumer of. And yet, that is what happens in healthcare. In healthcare, you go to your doctor or nurse practitioner or PA. If you're in Canada, you don't even get to decide who that is. There's like a two-year waiting list to get into a doctor. In the U.S., we think that we have to wait. We don't wait for hardly anything for healthcare in the U.S. 
we can go and make a doctor's appointment. And if we don't like that doctor, we can fire them and get a different one. We can even go interview different providers, whether it's nurse practitioners or physicians or physician's assistants. We have so much freedom to pick. In Canada, you could be on a waiting list for up to two years for a family practice doctor. And then you could get into that doctor and totally hate their philosophy on medicine. You could totally hate their bedside manner and you're stuck. And honestly, I don't know what it's like in Australia or the other countries where you listen to my podcast. I know that I am in probably 15, I think last I looked, different countries. So I don't know how it works in every country. So back to being a consumer, you go to your provider and then they see you. Their time that they are allowed to visit with you, their patient, is dictated by the insurance company. You give you the insurance card to the receptionist. They process it and then the doctor fills out their billing code, has to check a bunch of boxes. Did you talk to the patient about X, Y, and Z? And if you missed one thing, then it's a different billable rate. It's crazy. And then the insurance company decides what they are going to pay. And then you get the bill. First, you get an explanation of benefits saying this is what we're paying. This is what we're not paying. This is what's being applied to your deductible. So if you haven't met that for the year, then you need to pay everything. There's so many different complicated layers. I think they're complicated. And then you finally get the bill from the doctor's office and you pay that. It's so confusing and it takes away your power because you don't feel like a consumer anymore. But you are the consumer. You are the end user. And if this system worked as it is supposed to, or as we would like it to work, you would go to see your doctor. You would have a great relationship. Your doctor would spend the time with you that is needed in order to listen adequately, to ask the questions needed, to do an evaluation, to give you a diagnosis, to discuss what medications and diet and lifestyle could impact this diagnosis to discuss which ones are right for you and then help you figure out how to implement that. Now, obviously, that is not all the doctor. A lot of that, especially the patient education, is usually done or traditionally trained by nurses. But right now, in healthcare, in the United States, that does not happen. You go in and the insurance company runs the show. They are behind the scenes. We never see a face of the insurance company, but they run the scenes. But you are the consumer. It is your health that's on the line. You have the right to ask questions and you have the right to get answers and you have the right to go somewhere else. I honestly don't. Like I said, I don't know how this works in other countries like Canada because it's a different model of medicine. But what I have chosen to do is what a lot of people are choosing to do. They are leaving traditional Western medicine because it's broken. What I did is I looked at the beginning of the year, I looked at our insurance plan, what they would pay for a typical physician visit with, again, 
It's seven minutes with your doctor. And I was like, okay, how much is that going to cost? We have a high deductible because we have a generally healthy family. That means for the first couple thousand dollars, we're paying out of pocket no matter where I decide to go. So I looked at the options. I looked at how much a doctor visit or nurse practitioner visit would cost at my local clinic, how much the insurance would cover. And then I looked at other options. Did you know that there are now physicians, PAs, and nurse practitioners who work outside of insurance? Now, you might be familiar with functional medicine or integrative medicine. A lot of people who have heard of those know that they are outside of insurance. And we've even talked about it on the podcast before. They're outside of insurance because they don't want the insurance company to dictate how much time is spent with each patient, how much education is available, what they talk about. I mean, if you've been on social media over the last couple years, you have heard that doctors are required to talk to you about certain vaccinations. Doctors' offices are reimbursed at higher rates if they have a higher, quote, compliance rate for vaccinations. The more kids and adults they get shots into arms for, the more they get paid back. So, of course, if you get a whole system of people incentivized for a certain thing, of course they're going to push that. So anyway, there are a lot of people who have decided to leave that insurance care model. And you're the consumer. You get to pick. You get to decide, am I going to also leave the insurance care model? Now, as far as I know, you are still legally required to carry health insurance. That was the whole Obamacare. You get penalized at tax time if you don't have insurance, if you don't carry it. So how you're going to navigate that, again, is your choice as the consumer. Now, I still carry insurance. I just don't choose to go to a physician that abides by the insurance rules. Because when I see my nurse practitioner, we have an entire half hour together. We get to actually, you know, do a little um, small talk at the beginning. I get to share what's going on, what I've tried, how things have responded. She gets to listen. Did you know that most doctors and nurse practitioners and PAs can diagnose somebody after 90 seconds of listening? They did a study 10, 20 years ago that discovered that 90 seconds of listening, but most providers interrupt after 27 seconds, and that number has actually gone down. 27 seconds. So when I see my nurse practitioner, we have a whole 30 minutes together. She can listen. She can ask questions. And then when together we figure out, okay, this is what's going on. This is what we've tried, I have tried. This is how I responded. This is on the table. These are my goals. Then she gets to say, okay, what about this and this and this? For example, at my last visit with her, we talked about um, one pharmaceutical that she has me on, which is LDN. It helps lower inflammation. It's been really good for um, autoimmune problems in general. And it's not used by a lot of 
typical physicians because the LD stands for low dose. What it is, it's a medication that they give to addicts to get them off of their opioids. It's given to like crackheads, but they found out that when they give it in super low doses, it helps with autoimmune problems. It doesn't have anything to do with like that I have an addiction or that I abuse prescription medications. The LDN, again, the LD is for low dose that is used for autoimmune stuff. So she has me on that pharmaceutical. And then she's also monitoring my vitamin D. And we're talking about diet. So we talk about how those, how my body and mind and spirit responded to those things that we talked about at the last visit. And then we talk about how we're going to progress. She said, stay on the LDN. I think it's making a really big difference and I want to see how it impacts your health over the next couple months. But my goal is to get you off all pharmaceuticals. She straight out said that. When is the last time you heard your provider say, I want to get you off of all pharmaceuticals? It's unheard of. And that's why I love to work with people outside of the insurance care model, because she is looking out for my best interest. She is looking at the whole picture, and she is helping me with a conversation figure out what's the best next step. And when I am done with my appointment with her, I pay her. I pay her directly. And that means that it feels like a consumer relationship. It's like I walked into my favorite department store and I checked out all of the makeup and I figured out exactly what I wanted. And then I went to the checkout and I paid for it. That's what it feels like with my nurse practitioner because she is outside of the completely broken Western insurance dictated healthcare model or illness care model. And I love it. So where does this leave you? Well, you can look for somebody who's outside of the traditional insurance dictated model. Be aware that because insurance isn't part of the picture, you will pay out of pocket. And sometimes you can take the receipts from your visit and you can give them to your insurance company and say, please apply these to my deductible because I am getting medical stuff done. So I am paying for medical, please apply this to my deductible. I don't know the ins and outs of all of the insurance companies. I don't know if they'll all accept that. Should they? Yes, because you are getting healthcare and you are paying for healthcare and the the work that you're doing is decreasing the amount that insurance would typically pay out. So you're doing good things. Whether they accept that or not, I don't know. We have a long ways to go in our completely broken healthcare model. So you can pick your physician or your provider. And if you go within your network, within your insurance network, there are still things that you can do. Number one, go in with a list. Before your appointment, write down a list of your current symptoms. You want to write them down even if they don't feel like they matter. Because sometimes what you feel in your gut is actually related to you know what's going on in your skin. Hashimoto's, everything could be related. 
Your thyroid impacts every single cell in your body, which means your symptoms could range widely. So make a list of your symptoms. Write down what you've tried and what has happened. Write down your current diet. Most providers will not care about the diet. They don't get any training. Like I think it's 12 minutes of training in medical school. That's not really very much. (laughs) So write down what you've tried and then write down your goal. My goal is to feel this way. My goal is to fix this problem. And then also write a list of questions. Because when you are in the doctor's office, first of all, a lot of people have a white coat syndrome. Like their blood pressure goes up when they are at the doctor's office. They can't think straight. They're just stressed. So write down a list. But you know what it's like when somebody is rushing you along. All of a sudden, you get tongue-tied, and you can't remember everything you were going to say. And then you get back out to the car, and you're like, oh, I was going to say that. How could I have forgotten to say that? Well, write a list of your questions. Remember, you only have seven minutes. So make a list of your symptoms. Make a list of what you've tried. Make a list of your goal. And then make a list of questions. And then when they give you a diagnosis or they say, you know, this is what we're going to do, whether it's testing or whatnot, ask why. Why does it matter? Or ask what is it going to show me to improve my health? For example, if they say we're going to test your TSH and they just like have a period there, well, that's not okay. If you have looked at the Hashimoto's 101 guide, or if you've listened to one of the very first episodes where we talked about what your labs mean, or if you've listened to the episode about ordering your own labs, you know that TSH is not a good enough picture of what's going on. You need many different things to help you know what's going on with your thyroid and with your autoimmune condition. So if they just stop at TSH, like, well, what about my antibodies? Some doctors, they don't know. And some doctors, they don't care. Some doctors, they do. And they'll be like, oh, okay, let's look into that. But it's not their habit. So you have to ask. And you're like, okay, TSH is great. Let's look at that. But I also want to know why it's going up, why it's going down. I want to know if I have antibodies. I want to know if my reverse T3 is elevated because I know that means my body is prioritizing rest and my body is not allowing my thyroid to convert to T4. Hopefully your provider knows what T4 is. T4 is the active form of thyroid. T4 is levothyroxine. They for sure know what synthroid or levothyroxine is. Like they know the names. So arm yourself with knowledge. Arm yourself with a list of questions and don't be afraid to act like the consumer because you are the consumer. Your health is the purpose of the entire medical system. The medical system might be broken, but your health is still the goal. And at the root, that's why your provider went into medicine, was to help you and patients like you to have a healthier life. You don't have to be annoying. You don't have to be um, a horrible patient in order to get that outcome. You do have to advocate for yourself. And you can do it. I'm telling you right now, you can do it. 
You can be your own patient advocate. And if you feel like you can't, bring somebody else with you who can. Or hire a nurse patient advocate. There are nurses who have left the bedside and now they have a job. They've created their own job of helping patients advocate for their own health. But most of all, know that you are not in this alone. There are people supporting you. There are people who are cheering you on and really want your health to improve. And that's why I'll see you next week on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast, where every single week I help you take steps to have true, simple, and sustainable ways for better health. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 